We are. <clears throat> Has your planet been invaded by ultra-violent alien librarians who hunt you down for making a peep? Well, fear not, because their power is their weakness, and Feedback Unlimited has a wide array of noise-making devices ranging in size and scale from Noisy Cricket to Uncle Dave's Thanksgiving Farts. Feedback Unlimited. Now you get to shush the librarians. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. I'm, I missed having sex with my wife to be here this early this morning. You have uh, sex in the morning? It's the only time. Wow. Hello. I guess, I guess that's not abnormal. Your panel of expert hosts each week and this week are Dr. Bruce Henson, who holds a PhD in spookology. Hi. And me, Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare. No nos. Um, listen, guys, uh, we uh, have quite a show for you today. We will be reviewing A Quiet Place Part Two. Uh, but first, let me tell you Here, about... Here, let's, let's simulate the experience of, of watching A Quiet Place Part 2. Oh, okay. Beautiful. All right, yeah. Beautiful. No, wait, 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 wait. Uh, let's, let's try again. I'll, I'll do it better. <laughs> cutting that out entirely. Uh, a cool thing you may not know about Horror Movie Talk is we have the very best community of any podcast you've ever listened to. And for proof, all you have to do is head on over to our Facebook group, and find all the kind, cool people who are helpful and nice and will give you their opinion. And, uh, and they won't berate you. And if they do, you can tell, tattletale on them. And I'll, I'll make sure that they be nice. Uh, you can check us out at our website, horrormovietalk.com. From there, you can find links to all of our social media, including our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash horrormovietalk. Check us out on there if you want to, like, talk to us while we play video games uh yada yada um and uh yeah 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 and uh big big news today oh man uh so i'm going to be on nightlight horror movie club podcast um sometime around next week and and i'm really excited because we're going to be reviewing it follows which is one of my favorites and uh but have more, you already recorded with them no it's going to i'm going to be recording in a couple days here but i i mean secretly i've fallen in love with this podcast <laughs> i it's it's wonderful and i've listened to i don't know 20 or 30 episodes now i've just been binging them and i love it it's two sisters kate and emma and they have great chemistry 
and uh, and I love it. So I'm very excited to be going on their podcast. Very excited. Um, we do post new episodes every single Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe to us and please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast uh, because it really help uh, helps us out a whole lot. If you'd like to leave us a message, you know, there's a lot of fucking pussies out there that just want to just just keyboard warrior and just talk shit about us uh, on on the reviews. Mm. And you know what? You're did, a, you're get another one. You're a fucking you're a fucking pussy. If you do that shit, you can call me up and talk to my talk to my goddamn face. Little bitch. I'm here now. <laughs> you can and you can do so. If I haven't made that really palatable to you by now, then I just don't know uh, what to say. But you can you can give us a call at six eight two two five three four four six eight. Man up and uh, and call the show if you got a problem with it. I want I want you to critically um, bash us on our own show. Uh, anyway, if you also if you'd like to uh, uh, to get a hold of us and leave us a bodily fluid exchange, you can do so by calling the bodily fluid exchange at 252-228-4628. I do promise I'm going to deliver on that in a big, vile, disgusting, dumpy load of bodily fluids. Mm. Eventually. Who knows when? So, As I said, Quiet Place Part 2, we start out by giving a brief review on our score for the movie. We score 1 to 10. You know how that works. And after we score, we will get into spoilers, take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later in this episode, we will be doing perennial favorite and returning game... Taglines. Horror or oh. porno. Oh. It's been very, a while. Very, very excited about that. We've been having a lot of people... Uh, can I see one today? Oh, girl! Um, yeah, been having a lot of people asking, where's horror or porno? Why aren't you doing horror or porno now? I'm, I'm very pleased that a couple people have said specifically that they love horror or porno, that they laughed out loud. Not many people have said that, like, to us directly. Mm -hmm. We just assume... Yeah. That it's great and it's the funniest thing we've ever done because <laughs> we think it is. Right. So at least a few of you appreciate horror or porno. Oh, they're for the genius that it is. They they love they love it. Um <clears throat> I've been I've been bothered several times. I they must be in personal DMs because have you not for been receiving these? For some reason people are curious about whether it's real or not, whether the clips we play are real. Oh, they're they're real clips. Yeah, they're like it's it's pretty obvious that. Well, I mean, it's not pretty obvious which one's which, right. but they are they are really taken straight from the source. Right. Um. So let's see here. Um. Oh yeah. So oh, and then also we will be doing uh some horror movie talk whores where we take your calls so as i said we went and saw a quiet place part two and it was quiet and then very loud and then quiet again always loud after quiet and we won't be playing the trailer for it because it's literally what i just got done describing it's uh -huh. just quiet loud loud quiet quiet um but normally this is where i would play the trailer a quiet place part two can be found in theaters right now and uh if if I'm to be honest, uh, if, if you don't want the movie spoiled for you, run out and go see that movie right now. I, I, I recommend it. I would say 
this is a real safe bet to see in theaters. I would argue that you should see this movie in theaters. It's how this movie was meant to be seen um, because of the incredible dynamic range in audio. Yeah, they they delayed it for a year for a reason. Right. You know, it's um, not not to be consumed in home lately. Right. And so um, so go see it. And uh, but here's the synopsis. A Quiet Place Part 2 picks up the story from exactly where we left off on A Quiet Place from 2018 and progresses the story of the Abbott family who have just lost their father, big spoilers, Lee, played by John Krasinski. The surviving members of the Abbott... Abbott have we done A Quiet Place yet? Nope. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> spoilers for, for people that only watch movies that we review. Um, the... Well, let's see here. How, how do I continue? The surviving members of the Abbott, Abbott family. Hey, Abbott family consists of Mother Evelyn, played by uh, Krasinski's wife, Emily Blunt, deaf daughter, brother Marcus and their little baby. Uh, and they have to travel the landscape to find someplace safe to live because their uh, their homestead there has been ransacked by the librarians. What I'm deeming. The librarians. Hmm. They run around the planet and shush people. Mm -hmm. um, they hear everything and they're like, shh. They want the place quiet. Along the way, they meet their neighbor, Emmett, played by Killian Murphy, who has recently lost his whole family to the hordes of angry alien librarians. As our ragtag band of plucky survivors make their way through the post-apocalyptic landscape... Everyone gets more quiet places than they than they bargained <laughs> so for. Stupid. <laughs> I like I like that you, so I like that you hate it. <laughs> yeah, bathe me in your hate. <laughs> so my review for a quiet place part two goes a little something like this: the first quiet place is a really hard act to follow. Let's just start by calling it as we see it, uh, and that's just about any way you cut it. Director, writer, star. And Pam Pam enthusiast John Krasinski nailed it with the original movie in every way that counts. This second installment does an admirable job, job of trying to follow in the very quiet footsteps of the first, but like so many sophomore attempts, it doesn't really catch the same kind of magic that the first had. Um, magic or not, A Quiet Place Part 2 is a stellar, a stellar monster movie thriller with a ton of action and a tight runtime of only 97 minutes. I was not bored during the movie, and it provided uh, wonderful uh, argument fodder for after the show. We had um, we had a pretty heated argument. I could feel tensions were high. I was like, damn, I can't believe I feel so strongly about this. <laughs> but it's... Uh, calmer than you are. <laughs> calmer than you are. But it's it's like zombie level arguments, you know. It's the kind of thing where yeah, everybody's like got an opinion. Stupid horror movie arguments, uh -huh. which is the best kind of arguments. It definitely has that in spades. I can honestly say that I will remember many of the incredibly loud and offensive jump scares until the day <laughs> I die. Uh, they are imprinted heavily on my brain. Uh, this is really a movie to see in the grandiosity of a theater. Not only for the dynamic range of the audio, but because hearing a totally silent theater with many viewers in it is something of a spectacle in and of itself. It's kind of a 
a unique movie going experience when there's a, a ton of people being deadly, deadly silent. Um, kind where, of a, where did we see this movie? We, we, didn't, saw, we didn't mention that. Yeah, we saw this in downtown Vancouver at the old theater, The Kiggins. Mm -hmm. Vancouver, Washington. Vancouver, Washington. Not the good one. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vancouver, not not British Columbia. Clark County, not Nevada, where, where um, uh, what you call it? Uh, Las Vegas is and Washington. No, not the capital, the mm -hmm. state. So yeah, we went and saw it at Kiggins Theater. And as you're moving back to the theaters, please, please go see your local independent theaters because they are the ones hurting most hurt. Yeah, by this pandemic, like Regal and AMC. Honestly, fuck them. They'll be fine. And if they're not, who the fuck cares? Yeah. But these local theaters that have character and and love for cinema, they need your support. So go back. It was really weird. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to say whether the capacity was actually lower than normal because they limited capacity at Kiggins to where I felt like they're putting like six seats in between every two seats on the when you went to reserve seats. But that's probably about par for the course for Kiggins. Well, but I think there's a couple things going on there. So first of all, it was a Thursday night, which you pointed out. Right. Um, so it's is that's a uh, that's opening night, and then also, but more importantly, the Kiggins is a is a huge stadium with hundreds of seats. In terms, like if you're going to compare it to, uh, you know. <clears throat> Your bigger theaters like AMC or Regal, they'll have their little side theaters that have uh -huh. maybe 100 yeah, yeah, seats. Yeah. This has a good 400 seats mm -hmm. in it. Um, and and so that makes it feel – probably makes it feel a little bit more empty when you're in this like Thursday yeah. night crowds. I was glad to see a lot of people there though. Yeah, me too. I, I, it gives me hope for the post-pandemic mm -hmm. sort of uh, – uh, landscape, much like a, a Quiet Place Part Two, mm -hmm. a Quiet Place Part Two gave me my money's worth and then some, uh, and left me wondering how many installments they'll be able to squeeze out of this audio-based entertainment. I score this uh, seven out of ten. I had a pretty good time, but it's it, that that first one is really magical, and it and it kind of underlines how this one isn't. Kind of. Yeah, I mean it. It's off, but not far off from the original. Um, I'd, I'd agree with your score. I'd give it a 7 out of 10. It's worth seeing. Yeah. You should definitely go see it. Um, but don't expect it to top the original. And really... <clears throat> How could it? Jesus. Um, really, the only thing that it doesn't top is one scene that basically defines the first movie, which is the, the childbirth scene. Like... I, I'd be hard pressed to find any movie that matches the suspense in that scene alone. Yeah, that's so there's no there's no like I said on our quick takes review, like nothing rises to that level in this movie. But in terms of like um, utilizing the same premise and exploring the world a little more and and giving you more um closure i guess around the story um this does this does it well it's a, in that in that way it's a good sequel oops sorry whoops oops uh, <laughs> so seven out of ten from 
I, and just out of curiosity, just not we're not we're not going to hold you to this here, Bryce. But I'm curious to know what just out of <sighs> recollection uh, from the time you had watching the first one. I think you and I went to go see that together. We went to go see that before we had started the podcast. Yep. You yep. and me and Aaron, your wife. And I had a. Did we see that before the podcast? Yeah, yeah, because it, it was huh. released in 2018, and that's when we started the podcast. So we saw it like a couple months before hmm. we had started the podcast. And I had a that uh, that stands out as the best time I've ever had in a theater ever. Well, it's so it was such a unique experience because you've never been a theater in a theater that quiet mm-hmm. ever. If we had had the podcast at that point this would have been such a strong 10 out of 10 from me mm-hmm. that i what about you the first one is what we're talking about um yeah at the time i'd probably give it a 10 out of 10 i'd yeah. probably move it down to Round like nine. a nine or an eight by now wow just because it doesn't i don't think about it as much as some of the other like knock it out of the park 10 out of 10s that we've seen like i think about hereditary all the time and like yeah. ready or not all the time yeah but like i don't think about a quiet place I'm like yeah so i do amazing. i do i think about and specifically it was because of the experience of the theater well, yeah that's it's super impressive yeah and it was quite an experience i guess it's the same way where like i don't know i'm i, I give a a lot of leeway to like the blair witch project um, oh yeah I, that's still 10 out of 10 for me and that's mostly because of the theater experience right and like the experience of originally seeing it, yeah, I and still the, think it holds up pretty train. well. But it's the hype train yeah. that they built around it is, and that's, I mean, that's part of it. Yeah, that's still part of the entertainment for sure. Okay, cool. Well, so we agree, two sevens out of ten. Um, hey guys, if you would like to support the show, you can do so, and and get access to a shitload of streaming horror over at Shutter.com. That's S H U D D. ER.com. If you enter HMT at checkout, that gets you a 30-day free trial to this horror streaming service. They're the uh, they're the Netflix of horror, and uh, and you can get access to a ton horror of horror. And uh, that scared the bejesus out of me. (laughs) I I leapt out of my seat, much like you will do if you subscribe to to Shutter. Uh, they got Halloween. I think they have Halloween four and five over there. They got a bunch of unique um, series and shows like Creep Show is wonderful. They got Joe Bob Briggs uh, drive in, uh, which everybody loves to watch. Um, I think they still have the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre over there. And they got a bunch of Italian Jala. They just got, they got everything you need, everything you want. Bunch of slashers, cheesy old slashers um, that are just a blast to watch. And they've been a sponsor of the show for ages. So again, head on over to shutter.com, enter code HMT at checkout. Get that 30 day free trial instead of that stupid seven day trial that everybody agrees um blows also if you would like to support the show head over to nightchannels.com this is the place you go when you need shirts sweatshirts these kinds of things to clothe your body with but you don't just want it to be a regular old captain america shirt Mm -mm. because boo you want it to be a sallow t-shirt the unwatchable shit-eating movie 
that's what you want and you can you can save you got those thick ropey loads of savings by again entering code hmt at checkout you know what you should probably just go to any old website and use code hmt at checkout and see if it works because if you enter code hmt at nightchannels.com you should get to save 13% off your whole goddamn order. You might as well buy four or five shirts and then like see all those th- those thick, beefy savings just roll in. You look at your bank account and be like, that didn't hurt nearly so bad. And we've each bought several t-shirts from there. They've got such a wide array. Like you, you really got to go to the website and just browse. And you think, you know, when you hear about sponsors of a podcast, I know you're not going to, to these websites like most of you i get it i wouldn't either but do yourself a favor go to nightchannels.com and just browse and you realize like i've never seen this design before this is a really cool altered states t-shirt i need this critters the too. witch shirt yeah the you know? yeah you have the witch shirt you'll you'll find something that you need yeah. and when you do use code to hmt at checkout yeah, we love night channels, and uh, yeah, really the challenge is we should start a night channels challenge mm. uh, where, oh uh, yeah, go ahead, head on over there and tell me you didn't see something that you want. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, I, I, be honest. Um, and finally, uh, it, our final sponsor is Manscaped.com. Uh, Manscaped just came out with the Lawnmower 4.0. Uh, have you used yours yet? Your your lawnmower 4.0? <laughs> I'm still sitting right there. Yeah. No, oh man, it's uh it's wonderful. It uh it's it provides a a, a little bit closer shave hmm. if you're uh if you're if you're doing your. Why are you touching your beard when you say that? Because uh, I'm not. I'm, not I'm, gonna... I'm a little concerned. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I look. It's, a, it's got a very specific I'm a man. purpose. I'm a man. Therefore, it scapes me. Look, I'm not. Look, oh, oh, you're so good because because you know the wonderful thing about it. See, that's the thing about about having like a dedicated, purpose driven trimmer for your pubes mm. is that it makes you it makes me feel less guilty because we'd have like the trimmers in the household, you know, that I'd what do you call them i can't remember what brand it is like the wall trimmers yeah. that you'd buy for like 20 bucks at walmart and i'd sit there and trim my pubes and then like a week later my my wife would be running that thing over the children's heads and, and i'd be like, like "Ooh, didn't quite uh brush that off completely all right now i don't have to feel that way i don't have to worry about my pubes like infiltrating my children's skulls because now I have Manscaped, the lawnmower 4.0. That's right. And uh, and also the Weed Whacker. Mm-hmm. I love the Weed Whacker because I have thick, ropey hairs coming out my nose and ears. And this thing, I've never had it tug on them. I've never had it. Usually they're too substantial. And, mm. and I have one of these little manual deals that you twist with your fingers. And it just pulls the shit out See, of I have one head. of those I've never had it pull that bad mine well you're you must have these little these little wimpy guys mine are no i can i can pull out one right now no please don't please don't i don't want oh no there's okay that one's not damn i could see that from here (laughs) so anyway it's it's kind of bittersweet the uh the weed whacker because 
It's kind of one of my favorite things is to manually pull out my nose hairs. Okay. This is disgusting. If you enter code HMT at manscaped.com, you get to save 20% off your whole order and you get free shipping. So please do us a favor and head on over there. It does help out the show quite a bit. Um, That's manscaped.com. Use code HMT at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. You know, if you are listening to these commercials, you should know that you do not have to. If you were a patron by now on our patreon.com slash horror movie talk, you could be a patron. There's a we got a bunch of tiers. I'm going to tell you what our $15 tier gets you. The $15 tier is called the three spoopy five me tier. You get a shout out on one of our episodes. You unlock access to our after pods where we where it's a whole nother podcast that we leave the mics running and talk about our lives and behind the scenes. You get early access of that week's episode without ads as soon as it's edited. You get access to all our sound drops once monthly. You get to suggest a movie for us to review and you can vote on which movie we review your and you get your listing on the supporters page of our website and we can include a link to a personal project of your yours over there if you're one of those link (coughs) link farmers uh, and that's for 15 bucks a month and we've enabled Uh, annual memberships so you can uh, save yourself 13 percent on uh, on your annual membership the spookiest percentage and the spookiest percentage. And we actually got our first annual member just this week. That's right. We got we to gotta thank our, our uh, recent, patrons. recent patrons. So um, thank you so much for to Taylor F. for jumping in right into the deep end with a yearly... Um, with a... Three spoopy five me. With a yearly three spoopy five me. Um, she's, she's super nice. She was telling us that... Um, you know, she got drunk and, and decided to give us money. And she didn't ask for it back. It was very <laughs> impressive. Um, also new patrons. I don't know if we've mentioned all these, but I'll just run down the list. Garrett M, Rachel L, Shabby M. Man, Shabby. That's a great she, name. Uh, I think it's. I think Shabby is she. I, can't, I can never recall, but she shows up on the stream, on the Twitch stream all the time. Yeah. She's wonderful. And Tyler L. So thank you so much to our new patrons, and we hope you... Uh, appreciate the exclusive content that you get we have 84 patrons right now we're on our way to 100 if we get to 100 you get to unlock something super cool for everybody so do everyone a favor just hop on there check out our resident artist dustin goble he's a professional artist who fucks hard he also takes commissions for artwork from hmt fans so you know make sure to check him out on his instagram but just because you're going to see a lot of cool shit over there because he's he's an awesome artist and you can check him out on his Instagram at dgobel00. That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. We did we did get a new order of shirts in. We have all the sizes. Hmm. Um, we are well stocked on shirts now. Is it in both colors? or In both colors. In both red and black, but just unisex. We still have some um, uh, female-only uh, sized shirts, um, but we they... Man, let me tell you. Our the female listeners are way more valuable, <laughs> way more valuable <laughs> by oh, such a wide fucking margin. It's unbelievable. 
they show up and support. They they're talk so much more generous. They're so much more generous. So much more active. I wish the dudes would take this as a as an insult, but I kind of think they just like, oh, I don't care. Mm. I, it's, I know how we are. I, I know how I am. Yeah, but. I mean, we like 70% of our listeners are dudes, but easily more than 50% of our supporters are women. So do the do the math. It's it's damning to men. It's the, it's our sex appeal. <laughs> Obviously, that's what it is. It, maybe it's that everyone. We're, all these females, all oh, females. <laughs> maybe it's that we're not now, threatening. I'm, now at I'm all. an Internet troll. Yeah, well. All these females just really want to get on our good side because, you know. Eventually, when they meet us, they'll be like, hey, I, I sent you some ducats. It's uh, it's that we're not threatening at all. I- <laughs> it's that we don't. We don't. Uh, it's they're not like, oh, he looks. Yeah. He, he we're looks we're like basically like someone one. who's going to make a move. <laughs> we're one step away from eunuch. So. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. They. Yeah. It's that's the universal. Um, hey, ladies. Ew. No, David. Yeah. No. That's always what. <laughs> What did it get? <laughs> and I'm all. I will suck your dick. I will suck your fucking dick. I will do it. Just join my team. Just join my team. So if you want to leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. Let's get into spoilers. Let's do it. Spoilers. That was perfect. Good. Perfect. Well done. <clears throat> okay, Bryce. <clears throat> this movie is a. You, you, you remember those games that we used to play? Those video games when we were young men. Specifically, I'm referencing young men because that was really the last time I played any single player games. Mm. They're on like rails. Zork? No. Okay. I don't know what you're talking like Medal of Honor or something oh, like that. Okay. They're they're on rails, you know. You can you can march down the beach of Normandy this far mm-hmm. or that far in either direction, but then you run into a barrier, and you're just kind of forced down uh-huh. this funnel all the way until right. the end. Man, okay, keep going. Uh, th- that's this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of a. F- funnel it's not a terrible one there are some real bad funnel movies like that rogue squadron movie Mm. that star wars what rogue blah that was a piece of shit on rails that i just could not i was just like this is so boring i can't believe it david that's the best star wars movie it's not that's the best there's a consensus it's the absolute best out of all the new star wars movies I don't know what you're talking you're about. You're on the wrong side of history. <laughs> well, good. I hope that I hope the history books reflect this. Part. Everyone loves bland characters with no motive, no no discernible motivation. I see. I see. Now, now that's a, that is a, a a critique of rogue rogues whatever it is, rogue uh-huh. spear rogue or whatever one. the fuck it is. Rogue one. <coughs> Ro- Robo spear. Robo spear. <laughs> Not quiet place. Like these characters I do care about. Um Although mostly from the setup of the first movie, right? Um, which it, I mean, if you're going to, I'll say I care about him, but all of a sudden I really don't care about the the young boy. Well, you have a you have a little bit of a vendetta I against do. him. 
We'll uh, get to it. We will get to it. Um, but anyway, this movie is on rails, and it does entirely hinge on the first on the viewing of the first movie for all the character setup, for all the story setup. You're gonna be a well, little bit confused if you entered this without having seen the first movie first. I don't think so. It it sets it up. I don't think you have to see the first movie to to appreciate the second one because it does set it up. It gives a it gives uh, well, it sure a, does help a pre um. What's it called? It it has a flashback of of when the aliens arrive in their town, so that yeah. that explains what it is and what's going on. That, that <coughs> is that is true. Like, in fact, do we? Can I talk about you? Can that talk same about moment? whatever you want. Like, it almost it almost expects you to know the first movie more than it probably should because. That's one of I'm my saying. one of my first questions was in that um, flashback when the monsters are ravaging their town and they're trying to escape from it. It feels like John Krasinski's character already knows not to make a sound. Oh yeah, like right. Not just like we're we're hiding, but specifically specifically we're being quiet. Don't make a sound because they can see you if you make a sound. Right, and it's a little bit of like being a little too tailored to the audience and not thinking like maybe we should show them discovering that that would be a little more interesting. You're making my point. This is my, this is my exact point is yeah, it, it does lean a little heavy on that first movie. It's yeah. a little confusing. If you haven't seen it, not terribly confused. They did it. They did do a pretty good job with that flashback, but there are some little things that'll niggle at you. They're not movie breaking. In any like what things do you think? specifically what you mentioned like mm. just just the lore just the the things that are learned in right. this movie you learned them in the first movie um and and they're reminding of you in of them in the second movie but not like in a in a fleshed out way yeah um just like the oh they they see you through sound it's like well, how do you know that you they ju they showed up 10 seconds ago and you somehow know mm -hmm. to be right to be very quiet. Um, but yeah, I, the, the I, this movie, okay. This movie is so general in its, in, in, in its kind of like on rails kind of like thing that we can kind of go over the bones of it and then just discuss what we really liked and really didn't uh -huh. like about this because, so just go over the the synopsis, basically. Yeah, the synopsis of it is okay. We accept the 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 premise that John Krasinski is now dead. Yeah. So I mean, this movie is like a a true sequel in that it it basically feels like the fourth through sixth act of the first movie. Exactly. It's almost. It's slightly more than an epilogue to the to the second movie. It's very Lord of the Ringsy. Um, it's just like here's the second one. We pick up right where we left off. So they they start out at the the farm that the first one was based around. Right after they kill the alien and and John Krasinski is dead, and they start walking towards another you know place that they know people are living because there there's like fires. Yeah, the, on the hillside, the fires of uh, of Gondor, <laughs> uh -huh. and uh, Gondor seeks their aid, and so they they go, and 
Um, they find Killian Murphy after um, jangling some chains and, and getting attacked by aliens. Right. And then uh, Sicilian Murphy's character is like, you can't stay here. No, yeah. And can't, th- can't stay here because I am a solitude man. Right. And all my people are dead. And I can't do it. I don't have the mental strength for this right now. And so I'm not strong like your father was. And then um, the the girl, I don't know what her name is. Um, the whole premise yeah. of the movie is basically trying to find a way to spread the news that her screeching hearing aid is the solution to all our problems. Right. If you've watched the first one, that's how it ends. Well, once they've found Killian Murphy, uh, they get a radio signal. So now they're given this clue. Oh, he's like, oh, yeah, you get this radio signal and they keep playing this one song that has that has this hidden message in it. I don't know. I don't know why they chose to play a, a song that you have to decipher instead of just saying we're at this island. You should come to this island. But the message in the in the radio signal is come to this island. Well, maybe maybe the aliens actually know English. They just don't understand this. This metaphor. movie is just I am legend. Mm-hmm. It's all it is. Is I, I, well, it's so, Lord of the Lord of the I Am Legend. So they discover after listening to Szechuan Murphy's radio that there's a radio station playing, and so she decides that she's going to go take her hearing aid and and blast it um, across the land through this radio station, and she goes off on her own because she knows that she can save everyone. <clears throat> and then Emily Blunt's character begs. Um, city murphy's uh character to to go and find her daughter and bring her back because then it becomes a journey a half of the movie is a journey between killian murphy and the daughter trying to find this island and the other half is survival for the son baby and mom sitting at in this basically this like bomb shelter right so even though cerulean murphy is very adamant that he wants them to leave he I guess acquiesces and goes after the girl. So that's one half of the movie is right. that whole story. And then the other half is, is Emily Blunt's uh, character, the mother realizing that they're, uh, they're bastard in a basket. <laughs> they're baby in a, their baby in a basket. Um, has an oxygen tank that's running out. I've abandoned my boy. <laughs> I've abandoned my child. Bastard in a basket. Um, she she needs to go back to town to get a oxygen tank for her baby in a basket, and uh, leaving alone their their surprisingly inept son. You're such a oh my god! You're <coughs> such a dick, David. You're such a dick, bro. And um, and so that's kind of the other half of the storyline, and. Like you said, it feels very much on rails, literally, because they're following the train tracks. That too, yeah. I can't believe that Bryce <coughs> thinks a twelve-year-old boy is so is so so well equipped to uh-huh. handle this post-apocalyptic world. And so, I mean, the the end is like they they find this island with people on it that have figured out that the aliens can't swim, and uh, they're all living their best life. Yeah, the secret to this. Wow. Mo- okay. So. Okay. The secret to this movie is it's um, Lord of the I Am Legend 
Signs uh-huh. edition. <laughs> Signs edition. Swing away, Meryl. That it turns out the secret the whole time was water. Aliens, generally speaking, can't handle water. Did you know that they can't handle some aliens can't handle the common cold and others can't handle water, but it's always common. And, you know, if if they have a strength, it's also their weakness. Right. You know, there's you know, you mentioned science. There was a thing in this movie that I expected to be like a swing away Merrill thing Uh that never paid off. And I don't understand like what the big deal was, was uh, when Evelyn, the mother tells the son like breathe just breathe and i thought there'd be some kind of callback or payoff for that like just breathe or or be calm in the moment or something and it's there's never a payoff kids like just super panicky the whole time <laughs> making well, the, stupid mistakes this is clearly going to segue into a third movie that will pick up directly on the the coattails of this one hmm. and you will get your payoff then so, okay, so that's, and they, you know, they they eventually accomplish their mission, end of movie. So let's talk about some of these beats yeah. that, that uh, yeah. I have problems Contentious. with. Um, this movie definitely did not suspend my disbelief as much as the first one. Like, no. I was on board with the first one a lot more, and the second one um, had a lot more parts that bother me. And there's a couple choices that they made that kind of, um, um, kind of undercut the suspense and stuff in this movie. One of the first things that they did is that they show the monster a lot. Like the, the first one, it, it was kind of an unseen force. Like, yeah, it would sweep across the camera in a blur and you just know bad monster, bad. This one, like, you get real intimate <laughs> yeah, with these monsters, and they're not particularly interesting. You know, it's not like the xenomorphs. Right. I, I have dubbed them the bitch slap monsters. They're the librarians. Well, not just, but specifically the way they attack is just to bitch slap people across the room. Like, yeah. that's their main, their main attack is bitch slap. And then also... <clears throat> After you see them so many times, they're also less intimidating almost because they move like an excited dog in the morning on a tile floor. Wow, this is very accurate. They're just sliding across everywhere. Just sliding into the door. Yeah. Like it's these aliens don't seem super intelligent and they don't have any. There's no real like reason for why they just want to attack everything like that would have also been an interesting thing if they like learned more about the aliens and what their motivations were or what the whole point of those aliens are which i get it it's not maybe there's what's your favorite alien invasion movie (coughs) um there's a lot of choices right there's cloverfield there's the mist there's um there's a tr- just a tremendous amount. Um, I'm gonna. It's it's hard to say. I'm gonna say. I mean, there's a lot of choices, but I'm gonna go with Mars Attacks. Just oh, because that's a it great has, one. Holds a special place in my heart. But I'm gonna give you one that I think you, you might make you change your change your mind, just because I I remember having discussions with you. District Nine. 
Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, District 9 is fantastic. Ooh, baby. I think they're coming out with a, uh, a, a, a Honest God sequel to mm. it, too. Yeah. With the prawns. Man, why... Why is it taking so long? Oh, man, Why did they do those other movies that no one cares about? It's got a real good RoboCop vibe to it. They did. Like, the, what did they do? They did Chappie and they did that one with Matt Damon. Elysium. Yeah. I haven't even seen either one of those. Uh, not great. I'm yeah. going to say I've seen both. They're, they got nothing to do with District 9, really. Right. They're just somehow like they're both just set in South Africa. Right. It's like, okay. So... Yeah, yeah, that's a, a that's District a pretty great one. Nine, a District 9 quiet place would be wonderful. Well, where you get like deep into the nitty gritty of, oh man, like the social aspects of how this alien works. Granted, there's this is more of a bug than even the prawns are. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, you, I agree with you. There's there's like this. The monster, real, the monster is just not that interesting not to, to watch. For an extended amount of time. Right. And that kind of, again, undercuts the suspense because you're like, okay, I get it. But like, you it's know, the same. It's the same thing over and over again. You and I appreciate or will are more often quoted as saying, show me less monster. Right. My mind will will fill in the rest. I've been going through a lot of, ba- of bad movie reviews for specifically monster movies lately. And a lot of them. Are, are are just people being like they didn't show the monster enough? I got what like eighteen? Se- they showed in Alien. They showed the monster for like what a total of eighteen seconds? What the fuck is that? And all I got was jazz hands. And it's like, well, yeah, fair point, but also well, that's, that's, that underlines why you don't show it. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so, but a lot of people do want to see the monster more, um, and just really get off on that. So I don't know, maybe. Different strokes on that yeah. a little bit, but what what's another thing that does or does not work for you about this? Okay, here's here's where we have an argument. Yeah, this is the argument. Right. Get ready, buckle up, kids. Okay, so the movie jumps forward. What is it? Four hundred and to day four hundred. It's on day four hundred and seventy four mm-hmm. since the you know the first alien invasion. So mm-hmm. that's that's basically the day that. John Krasinski's character died. Yeah, about a little, about a in year and a quarter. One. Yeah. So they've been having this for a year and a quarter. They're trained to not make a peep, or else you will die. Okay. Sure, this is nitpicky, but I think the reality of the situation would uh, play out differently because they're following the you know torches of Gondor to find. <clears throat> <clears throat> find a uh, sweet and sour Murphy and <laughs> they, <laughs> they uh, jangle some chains, but more importantly, the boy steps inside a giant bear trap mm-hmm. that snaps around his leg. And this kid screeches like a fucking banshee for like, a full two minutes. I'm going to let you finish. And I would contest that I get it. It hurts. You're a young kid. Like, there's a certain amount of involuntary sound that will come out when your leg is caught in a bear trap. However. I'm so irritated at this. If it was a life or death situation, even a 12-year-old boy would have the 
the sense of self-preservation to stifle a scream, an extended scream. There's so many reasons why you're wrong. <coughs> There's like so many reasons why you're wrong. There are people that break their leg that don't make a sound. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, like, there, you can... There's a certain phenomenon of, like, shock or, like, adrenaline and, like, your own body, like, blocking the actual continual feeling of extreme pain to where you could probably manage... Not screeching. Yes. For a full like three hundred and twenty seconds. Uh huh. That's all I'm saying. Uh huh. I'm not saying no sound. I'm just saying when you know that there's alien monsters that will attack you if you break a twig too loud. Mm -hmm. That you've been on high alert for four hundred and seventy four days. Mm -hmm. This is your life, and you've seen your loved ones. Myrtleized by the bitch slap um librarian clumsy dog monsters yeah um you should be able to stifle a scream after okay. a couple seconds all right that's all i'm saying are you done go for it okay i was very respectful and i allowed you to complete your your thought in its entirety i hope unless you have more do you have more go ahead david okay <clears throat> So I'm going to explain, I'm just going to just lay down my, my opinion of this whole thing. Uh, and it's, and it's, this is, this is obviously a touchy, touchy subject for Bryce. Um, and for me, I'm not going to contend on any of that. This is one of those situations where David feels like it's a super, super heated argument and only he is super heated in this. I just feel like I'm, calm I'm making, making making the logical argument. I'm doing a lot of interrupting here already. Mm. already. Boy, calmer than you are. I'm just saying. Okay, are you done? Mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, it's my turn mm -hmm. to talk now. Okay, thank you. Okay, um, so so here's the thing. You're so David thinks that this kid can not help but scream. Okay, sorry. I'll I'll let you I'll let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. Are you sure? Are you going to be okay? You're going to make it through this? Okay. So you're 12 years old. You've literally minutes ago, you've lost your dad. You know, it's been 24 hours maybe since dad died. You're running for your life. Um, granted, you're, you're on high. You're on high alert. You're now you've just stepped in a bear trap and it's the it's it is the it is an excited utterance. There is a just a mm. the, the, mm -hmm. there. You mm -hmm. didn't see this coming. This is not as though a you you were you were waiting for for a stick to hit you in the face for I don't know for the ten seconds you're running towards it. Completely out of the blue and and unforeseen. Boom, and you you just excitedly screech. You go ah ah. So that's number one. Number two, he's twelve. Mm. And, uh, and, but most importantly, the biggest reason why you are definitely wrong on this is it's sets the stakes in the scene. 
if he was deadly silent throughout the bear trap wrapping around his foot suddenly, there would be no real stakes because the animal, these librarians wouldn't hear him. And then there would be, and then we'd just be stuck in a field with an owie. And there's, that doesn't create the stakes. So, so just from a, just from a formulaic, Mm. how does a movie work Mm -hmm. point? This is important for him to scream right here because that's how you get the stakes of the scene. Wrong. So this is, uh, I'll, I'll counteract each one of your points. Okay. First of all, you say he's just seen his father die which I don't understand how that contributes to him screaming. If anything, it would contribute to him if you, having more motivation not to scream because he's seen seen uh, what happens to his loved ones. First of all, self-preservation, no, I, but also he cares about his mother and sister. No, Second point. The state, uh, it sets the state of mind. It's, this, is, you know, sure. this is how a lawyer proves... A state of mind, sure. Yeah, state of mind. Yeah, self-preservation and scared of being murdered would be the state of mind. Um, the the second point of 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 saying it's necessary for the storytelling false. They've no, that already, wasn't my second point. They've already okay. That's your third point. They've already set the stakes because they've already jangled that chain by going through the fence. Yeah, sure. But that's now already, they ha- but now they have so, a continuous alarm sounding. Yeah, a boy yelling. See, this would make this is what this is how I envision it being more interesting. Okay would be they jangle the chain they're like panicking they're running to safety he gets his foot caught in the bear trap this is the exact same as the movie up to this point the movie says he screeches for like minutes as they're trying to claw this bear trap off of his off of his leg and move on so he's just making it worse like it's not He's not the cause of the aliens coming towards them. They're already running. Right. And it's the effect of it. And then he's screaming. They they uh, get him out and they get to, you know, wherever. Um, um, Celine Murphy is. And I couldn't come up with a funny name. Um, wherever he is. And the kid's still screeching. So it's like just getting the aliens to follow him. What would be more interesting to me and what the first movie was better at was put them in a situation where a normal person would screech like a banshee. Oh, you mean like getting your bear, your foot stuck in a bear trap? Like getting your foot stuck in a bear trap. But because of self-preservation and the world that the movie is set in, they stifle it and it's super impressive and it raises the tension because you know they want to scream. So the first movie does it two times that are fantastic number one she gives birth to a child without making a peep second she steps on a nail on the stairway like each of those would you know you would assume cause an involuntary peep at least Mm -hmm. and that's what creates the dramatic tension so that's like the more interesting choice and this they just go Oh, he just screams. This makes can't help this it. makes so much real sense to me, though. It's like I have kids, and I know that you just can't stop them from from screeching when they have an owie, no matter how high the stakes are. 
And I mean, given up to, up to, up to a certain age. Yeah. But he's past that age. Is he? He doesn't seem to be throughout the entire movie. He's a little bitch, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I guess maybe that's maybe that's where the disconnect is, because he's probably supposed to be the same age that he was in the first one. Cause yeah, oh yeah. It's right after. Yeah. And I can't remember what age he looked like in the first movie, but the age now is, you know, three years later. Yeah. So there's a definitely a huge step up in, in maturity and like um, executive function when it gets to like yeah. a 12 year old versus an eight year old. Right. I Maybe see, that's where my disconnect is. I see where you're coming from and I respect what you're saying, um, but I'll just I'll leave it at. The next time you make a hit blockbuster sequel to your first mm -hmm. very successful movie, you can make it this way. And I'm not saying that it wouldn't be better the way you're suggesting it is. I just think that this is very believable as is. Mm. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, I don't, it's, it broke the, um, it broke the, uh, the broke. illusion for me. Yeah. I can, I can understand that. So anyways, that's the first argument. I'm so, sure we'll have more. So they, the, okay. So I was a little bit confused by Emmett. They get to Emmett's warehouse. This is a mm -hmm. big, old, abandoned, industrial, put-together facility. And, um, and Emmett's immediate response, well, he sets it up by being like, my wife and kids are dead. My wife. My wife. And uh, I am sad, and you can't stay here. But there's a bunch of, like, weird animosity from Emmett that I'm I just had no I had no idea where it was coming from well yeah and first it kind of sets it up in the the um, flashback that Emmett played by Celtic Murphy is Emmett J. Otterton is a family friend like he's at this baseball game that where this flashback occurs uh -huh. and he's like communicating with the family and, and it, it's obvious that they have a close relationship so when they arrive, like he's hiding his face and and ashamed because he knows them and he cares about them, but still through a sense of self-preservation, like he has to push them away because there's limited resources and he knows that he's going to die and they're going to die if they stay. Okay. that This makes a little bit more, that's, that clears that up a little bit for me, but it doesn't spell it out very, very well in... Right. I, I was just kind of like, what? what's Emmett doing here? And by the way, like when they found Emmett, I was like, oh, good. You found the one guy who can definitely make it through an apocalypse. The guy from 28 Days Later. <laughs> <laughs> this guy knows what the fuck is up and what to do in this sort of scenario. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When they... When they... When the little girl not little girl, she's the teenage girl, decides to set out on this mission to find the the promised land. Um, I, had a, I had a little bit of an eye roll moment, but it was also, I thought that was an interesting... If you're going to send someone, send the least uh, 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 equipped, well-equipped person to do this thing. Right. Send the deaf girl. Who can't even hear the noises oh, that what she are, makes. Oh, what are you saying? What? That she's 
more she's less adept than an able-bodied person um she can't hear the doors that she's opening squeak so yeah i'm gonna say yes i'm gonna say specifically that she is less capable well that's really ableist of you oh well if anybody wants to say that they can just sabrina don't just stare at it eat it they can eat it and they and they'll know to to eat it by by because they hear the words that i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) jesus Ooh, oh boy that one stings i'm gonna pay for that (laughs) um (laughs) but uh yeah, the amount of of times that I'm I'm starting to wonder if maybe I've just seen way too many movies at this point and I'm able to make all these connections of I am legend Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and signs like mm-hmm. Oh. So the so the the two big weaknesses of these monsters are obviously if if they use hearing to to find their prey then you can exploit that by making loud noises and they freak out. Mm. But also, they can't swim worth a damn. Mm-hmm. So water. And I found... I, it's I, always water. It's always water. Can't handle the water. I want to make an alien invasion movie where they're, where they're water dwellers. And they just go into the water and there's no <laughs> like fallout whatsoever. That, that movie they, exists. They just attack all the sea life and we're like well i guess we gotta just eat more cows now it's the abyss that movie they well, don't, think, we don't even know about them they're just down there well we, yeah the abyss i don't think they're necessarily in they're not invading aliens they've always been there that's a difference have they always is that is that the kind of the premise of that is yeah that they've always been there huh. yeah i think they were just doing underwater research, research. <laughs> yeah. you know as one does and they stumble across the aliens, but maybe maybe we're the aliens to them. Oh shit! But yeah, that'd be great—an alien invasion movie that has no ill effects towards humanity. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like oh shit! I guess we don't have blue whales anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, all well, this is great. We're news. already kind of expecting that in the first place, this so I mean, I guess this just kind of more sped it up. This is great news for the krill population. <laughs> Finally, a pro krill movie. Uh, so the, one of the things about this movie that I had questions about is for a post-apocalyptic movie, mm. where are all the bodies? We do get to see some on the start of our young maiden's journey to find the island. She she uh, she goes through the train and there's a bunch of dead bodies on the train. And it, and I thought about this when she got to the train. I was like, uh-huh. where are the, all the dead bodies? Because now right. you see all the dead bodies. But for the most part, they're journeying through the countryside of New York. Like they're in very remote places, mm-hmm. basically. But when they get to populous places, then you kind of see the dead bodies a little bit. Right, but you, it's a good it's a good point. There's not as much. Yeah, and that's the other. I mean, that's the other like nitpicky question for both of these movies is like, how how many of these aliens are there that you can't? So many. You can't be in the remotest woods, the remotest cabin in the woods, and still worry about breaking a twig. It's like there's nine billion people on earth right now and i can still find a place on earth where it's you know hundreds of miles away from anyone else yeah 
So what's what's the deal here? Like is it are we just looking at the dumbest people that are like staying around the epicenter of this of this invasion and not just going to, you know, Wyoming? It, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's definitely one of the questions that comes up when you're watching the movie. You're like, God damn, these things must be fucking everywhere. <laughs> like everywhere. Every or, family gets assigned three. Or know. they're just um, they're just so fast and and able to hear so much uh, that that they're, you know, they're on top. They're Johnny on the spot. And yeah. of twig drops. It's more of like a supernatural force than anything, because. Yeah. They do not obey the laws of of physics in this movie. Like in the end, with um, um, what's his name? Killian Murphy. No. I don't want to be racist and say the black guy, but the black guy mm. at the end of the movie. So they're driving it's away. Not racist to say he's black. I feel like it is. Okay. Well, I'm just I'm just on edge about everything. Yeah, it's oh, man, it's. I hear you. Some of us are more sensitive about, you know, being ableist and racist than others. I'm pretty woke. If is you're what I'm saying. if you're racist, I can see why that would be a really big concern of yours. You know, so at the end of the movie, they're driving away in like a Mustang, and they've like hit, they've slammed on the gas, and they've been driving away for a good like ten Mississippi, and still the monster is able to leap onto the back of the car. They're very athletic. <laughs> how far the can, alien, how far can these aliens jump? Yeah. I mean, these, and they've already shown that they're like the clumbiest, clumsiest fucking organisms on the planet, just skittering and, and sliding and slamming into the stuff. They've already, all the time. They've already shown their, their, they, uh, <laughs> they're aggressive towards boats. Uh -huh. <laughs> Yeah, so so as as the as our um uh Sicilian Murphy and our and our um hard of hearing young woman go on their journey to find the island, they they make their way to a spot where they find some boats. And this is this is a point in the movie kind of the the uh kind of the the second act climax which is substantial. Like there's there's a first act climax, there's a second act climax, and there is a third act climax. But the second act climax is is long because it's because it follows every character in the movie and sets up stakes for each one of them in a pretty cool way. Um, but I don't know. Is it a cool way? Isn't it all the exact same? Like, aren't they all in basically the exact same situation? They're all wandering off and then they make a sound accidentally. But those are the that's this is the this is the way this movie works. Uh -huh. You've described the I feel like the mechanic of the movie. I know, but I feel like there should be more reasons for having to create sound and other than just clumsiness. Well, yeah, they did. Um and that's where that's where I'm going with this okay. is is the little girl on the dock, um C Cecilian Murphy approaches her and she appears to be crying on the dock at right. night all alone and he's like I'm going to comfort you. That and, was like the the most interesting choice in the movie. Yeah. Like, and then she sh she shackles him around the neck with a with a noose that has a bunch of noisemakers attached to it so he can't get up. Right. He can't walk around. And I just kept thinking 
will get up and walk around, walk towards these people, like hug them, like right. hug this man. Like, uh-huh. like, so that, th- so there's these like towny folk. Well, right. I mean, that's probably one of the most interesting world building aspects yeah. of this movie is that you haven't seen a soul in the movie at all. You're like, who could have survived this apocalypse? Like this nice family and, and, uh, silly Murphy. Like it's, and then you find out who survives. It's the hardiest, most sturdy people. Rednecks. Boat people. Boat people. <laughs> Boat rednecks. Yeah, no. And they all had super bloodshot eyes. Mm-hmm. All of them. Mm-hmm. In like a, I think this is going to be a thing in the next movie. It's going to be, we're moving towards the Walking Dead territory, right? Right. Where you're going to get learn about all the different people who and the bands. Yeah, and- I mean, this movie, it never quite delves too deeply into like real darkness in terms of like what happens to people in emergencies, extended emergencies where self-preservation is the number one priority. And like zombie movies explore that really deeply and it gets into really dark places. And that's like the interesting stuff about walking dead is the people. Yeah. And this one just kind of like, there's some bad people. We found them. I think they might have scurvy. I'm not joking. We got to get some lime wedges. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Scurvy. I wonder if, if there's an uptick in scurvy because of the uptick in keto. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. It would make sense though, right? You're not, you're not eating a bunch of, um, of, uh, fruits that contain what it, what is scurvy is a lack of vitamin C, right? Yeah, maybe. All I know is that they they like cured it with just like lemons. Here's, here's a lime. Yeah. Here, have some oranges. Yeah. Isn't it isn't it amazing that at some point in, on Earth you couldn't just go to a store and pick up like? Oh, well, I want I don't some think, tang, I mean, tangelos. Yeah, I don't think like limes and lemons have like an extreme amount of carbs in them. Oh yeah, they're t- they got they're just sugar. Well, yeah, but you're only going to, like, sprinkle it on. You're not going to, like, eat an entire lemon. If you're trying to avoid, uh, to avoid carbs, you, I mean, I, who, who, oh. Yeah, but some droplets of, I mean, even, even in keto, you have some carbs. Keto freaks, let us know. Um, between your bouts of, uh, peeing out your ass, you know, get on the computer or give us a call at 682-253-4468. Let us know about the nutritional facts behind uh lemons limes and oranges it's uh it's important for us to get these these facts straight one of the <laughs> sorry th- this is another thing that bothered me or actually just made me amused mm. this was something that i noticed was um the fa- <laughs> the family has taken great gone to great lengths to muffle everything about their presence yeah. and one of them is they don't wear shoes yeah. And they're like light stepping across everything. Yeah. And like, in effect, cutting up their feet and like making it much worse for themselves. And I just love the fact that no attention is brought to the fact that Killian Murphy that has, Killian Murphy's has boots. Yeah. And it is just as effective. <laughs> it's like, you can just step lightly in boots and you'll still be fine, you know? 
I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. You, you're, you take great lengths to, I, I to, to say, I'm not going to try and pick this apart. And then you like just proceed to just like eviscerate. I didn't say I was, small. I didn't say I wasn't going to try to pick it apart. Like I, mm. I, it just makes it amusing to me that, that they go to too far lengths and it just kind of undercuts it to where like, yeah, sometimes you can make bad decisions. Right. Oh yeah, well, I mean, that's true to life. We've all, we all know that guy who wears shorts all the time, no matter what the weather. Shorts and sandals. Mm. Fucking idiot. Mm. Um, but uh, that's what these people are doing. You know, it's just a real life. Uh, it's it's just a real life scenario. Um, you know, so they get to the island. She she unleashes her her earwax fueled. Uh, uh, <laughs> hearing aid on uh on the world with on the, the masses this, this radio signal saves her family just in time with the radio signal and it's a uh, pretty predictable ending it sure is it's it's all right though you it know, is what, all right what are you gonna do i i i like what, I said, one thing that i wish i wish they killed someone i wish like the mom was killed or cillian murphy was killed what if the baby had died or the baby like that maybe it would have been too too similar to the first one, but I feel like that would have been more impactful. That if some if one of these characters that we we're following, I vote for the young boy. My need to engage in homicidal behavior on a massive scale cannot be corrected, but uh, I have no other way to fulfill my needs. It's Bryce. Uh -huh. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, I'd say my final recommendation for this is if you like the first one, this is a this is a no brainer. Yeah. It's not going to be as magical, but um, but boy, it's one thing we didn't touch on. The jump scares in this are fucking bonkers, absolutely bonkers. If you are if you are someone who is like who hates jump scares, this is definitely not your movie. This movie it, it 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 is tattooed into my brain these jump scares i remember every single one they are so loud mm. and so shockingly timed uh I, although many of them well no a few of them i'd say they were they are well done jump scares but uh there are definitely a few that you're gonna go of course yes here it is boom anyway what about you final recommendations yeah go see it go see it in your local theater um it's an it's an enjoyable movie. It's an exciting movie. Um, so yeah, I'd I'd recommend it. Um, Let us know what you think in terms of the boy. Should mm -hmm. the boy have screamed, or was it? What did it make sense? Was it logical, or uh, or am I am I giving uh, am I giving? Is Bryce giving I mean, them both, too much credit? Both of them feel logical. One of them feels more logical. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and with that. Oh, do you have the intro music for horror or porno? Um.
So horror or porno is a game where we try to guess, uh, Bryce in this case will try to guess whether or not the sound clip that I play is from a porno movie or from a horror movie. Horror! And, uh, and depending on what you hear, you, now, it may not be immediately apparent to you that horror movies have a lot of sound effects that are similar to pornos, but there's a lot of squishing. Just track. There's just, a lot of like rhythmic um, stabbing. Lots of, lot. you'll play, listen to the game. Lots of screaming. Play along. Saying, oh God, oh God. Each question has two points available. One for answering correctly whether or not it's a horror uh-huh. or a porno, and two for guessing the title. Right. Okay. So with that, let's get into it. Here we go. Horror or porno? What do you What do you think? What is this, Rice? Is this a horror? I'm closing movie? my eyes. I'm, I'm paying attention. Porno movie. By the way, I have a little bit of a uh, a, a, a fro going on. This is my hair just does mm-hmm. this when it gets long. It's good. It is good. This is good. Okay, here we go. Pretty good, right? Wow. <laughs> Eat it. Eat it, Bryce. Good pull. Good Woo! pull. Woo! Um, I'm. See, this is always the assumption I make and it always bites me, but I'm going to say I feel with the soundtrack, mm. with the backing music, it feels more like a horror movie. Like lots of like intense strings and, and, uh, uh, orchestral stabs mm. feels like it's leaning towards a horror movie. Okay, and I'm gonna say the horror movie is. It's got to be a Friday the Thirteenth mm. movie. I don't know how many of those are there. Let's just say six. Okay. Um. I'm sorry, Bryce. Oh. You got ne- neither. Neither of these are Fuck. correct. This is a porno. This is Ass Ventura, <laughs> Crack Detective. Damn. Um, yeah, I. So you do have to. So do what's it. happening in that scene? You Why know. is it okay? You right. know what's happening. It's it's Ass Ventura, Crack Detective. Um, so here's our second clip. Bryce is zero four one. Here we go. Is this a horror movie or a porno? My husband's been away on business for a while. And I've been playing with a guy from work. His name is Victor. And Victor has a little fetish. He loves it when I'm subservient and when I call him master. So I am practicing to be his naughty little sex slave. And I have to ask him permission to do just about everything. Mm, He really loves to tease me and get me wet. I know this one. Oh, this one's this one's actually pretty easy. This is a horror movie. Uh huh. And uh, it's the 
30s classic Frankenstein. Okay. Wow, Bryce. Okay. That was that was Igor talking about Victor Frankenstein. You are you are surprisingly close. First of all, yes, you get a point. This is this is a horror movie. This is but not is not Frankenstein. This is actually Castle Freak. Oh. Okay. But it makes sense though, right? Oh, man, I really felt like I've feel like I've heard that quote before. In I mean, Frankenstein, but I guess I'm you not. have on Castle. Right, so I got one point. One That's point. a full moon production, by the way. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, third clip: horror or porno? Bryce on the board. Yeah, just. Hello, Is that a horror movie or a porno? Um, okay. So this one, I, I feel like I know too. Pretty sure this is a porno. Okay. And it's... Uh, well, this is where I've seen it. it it's probably... <laughs> in the. I'm not sure what the source material oh, is. Dirty bird, look it, at you. I'm not sure what the source material is, but I know that I've seen this clipped on uh, uh, the uh, surprise anal compilation five. Wow. Okay. Well, I, I'll give I'll give you both points for that one. I don't know about your compilation clip, but mm-hmm. it's hard. To, it, there are a fucking lot of pornos, right? Because uh, it's easy to have sex. This is this is a porno. Two points for this. Yes. Porno man on the poon. <laughs> yeah. That's. That's a, this is a fun one. This was a fun. So one. is it a takeoff on the Andy Kaufman story? Um, I don't. Boy, what? Isn't Not familiar. Man in the Moon. I don't know what you're talking about, really. Um, Isn't that the? Am I not remembering the title right? Oh yeah, maybe um, the Jim Jim Carrey vehicle. I about Andy I re- Kaufman. Not not Andy Kaufman. Is it Andy Kaufman? Yeah, I don't it know. is. Okay, it is. Um, okay, well, great, great job. Um, so you have, well, you have three points now. Um, way to go. This is probably the best I've ever done. Oh yeah. On horror porno. Fourth clip. Here we got, uh, four more to go here. Mm, fuck my dirty shit. Huh? Mm, yeah. What's mm, yeah. You want to hear that one again? Maybe yes. Maybe just the start. Yes. Mm, fuck my dirty shit. Huh? Mm, yeah. What is she saying at the very beginning? I think she said, fuck my dirty shithole. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's gotta be a porno, right? That's what makes this game hard. I mean, I no think, pun intended. I think this might be the situation where after she says that, she looks into the camera because that's the actual title uh-huh. of the film. Uh huh. Daddy, fuck my shithole. <laughs> okay. What's your answer? That's my answer. It's a porno. The porno is daddy, fuck my shithole. Yeah. Um, I can see why you might think that definitely. That's why this game is difficult, but this is actually uh, Final Destination 2. Fuck. <laughs> 
I it's have. Been a I haven't while. seen those movies. You haven't seen any never, of them. I haven't seen a one of them. I think you. I think you'd like the first one just yeah. based on your enjoyment of kind of exploitation. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, sorry, no points awarded. Here is the fifth clip. Is this a horror or a porno? Oh god! Oh fuck! I'm gonna fucking use you until I pull all of you I have to fix that one in post. Uh, it's kind of quiet. I didn't yeah. I didn't expect it to be so quiet. My apologies. Um. So, uh, I mean, it's got to be a porno. Um. I I'm not going to venture a guess on what porno it is because you know there's millions of them. But I'm going to say it's a porno. Ooh. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was actually that was the craft. So. Uh, Frayed, Frayed, you missed that one. The original or the recent remake? That was the original. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so let's, uh, here's the sixth one. You still, you still have three points. This is the sixth question. goes on that way well i know this one. Oh wow because we're you know a lot of these we're reviewing the next one oh, okay we're reviewing it next you know recording mm-hmm. this is from the evil dead 1981 it's a horror movie i played i played a dirty game here oh i watched that movie too uh-huh obviously and i thought I got to get something that's similar enough that Bryce will. So the amount of time and effort I put in and elbow grease I put into this game, substantial. I watched so much fucking porn. I watched porn until I my eyes bled. This, my eyes this cannot thing. be a porn. It is. This is Sex Busters. What? You've heard of Sex Busters. All right. That makes sense. Because the thing, the voice is what was throwing me like. It's a demonic voice. It's a demonic voice. This is the Ghostbusters um, porn. <sighs> All right. Okay. Effort. Is that the last one? Uh, no, one more. Here we go. Okay. Uh, here we go. I'm not going to win. I'm so sorry, baby. Daddy, what is that? Daddy. Daddy, look at me. It's me. Daddy, daddy, what is that? Lots of dripping. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So this one is a porno. Okay. This one is from Daddy Fuck My Shithole. <laughs> okay. It is a porn. You get a point, you win the game. Uh, this is the Cockfather. Uh, okay. That's the cockfather. Uh, I was close. You were close. Way to go, Bryce. I'm very, I'm, I'm very proud of. We're getting your... better at these. Well, it's so hard. I mean, th- what this game really, you are. what this game really demonstrates is, 
how much porn you watch. If there's a Venn diagram mm -hmm. of sound from horror movies and sound from porno movies, there's only just slivers on the outside. Yes, yeah, just a little bit mm. excluded. Um, yeah, and and even then, it's just like <laughs> they're basically one, just one circle. <laughs> Um, okay, let's get into our final bit. Uh, horror movie talk. Don't be a little bitch. Call into the show. Give us your opinions. Give us your hate. Let us walk. Let us let us bathe in your uh, in your opinions at 682-253-4468. Just a just a few uh, this time around. Y'all been slacking. So if you want to get on the show, you can sh for sure do so by calling 682-253-4468. Let's hear our first caller. This is our longtime buddy, Jason. Hey, it's your boy Jason. Long time, no call. Uh, so the other day while I was working, I was listening to the podcast and it was a Poltergeist episode. And you by the way, Poltergeist did very, very, yeah. very, 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 very well. Not, not surprising. To Train me. to Busan uh, is doing yeah. is set to be just as good. Yeah, Poltergeist isn't surprising because I think that is like quintessential, the, the kind of the sleeper most popular horror movie of all time. You could like, be right. People, people don't talk about it as much as like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or The Exorcist, but I think it's probably the most popular the horror movie the, for yeah. all like demographics it's kind of weird the big ones that that are like what you're describing these sleeper ones are all tied to steven spielberg yeah jaws gremlins mm -hmm. poltergeist right. right these are just beloved um so bad. um and um yeah train to Busan. that one's just been requested for Ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, and for good reason. So, so hard to get to all these movies. It is. That's we like only have 52 weeks in the year. Yeah. Um, just another shout out to, for Patreon. If you want to influence us on what movie you watch, there is a tier where you get to have input and vote on it. Yeah. It's a $15 tier. And then there's also another tier where you can just tell us to make one. Yeah. It's much more expensive. And it's, it's only, it's literally only for you. Like, we don't, we won't release it if you don't want us to. Yeah. So you get to own the whole episode. Yeah. That's um, price to value. Jason continues. No, I noticed something that David was talking about. Like, why the fuck are these people still in the fucking house after all that shit that happened? You know, and then Bryce is like, well, it, it, the lady said it was clear. Like, I, I got to say, I got to go with David on this one. If that happened to me, I'd get the fuck out of that house. I don't. <laughs> I mean, the people in Amityville Horror had the right idea. The moment shit went crazy, they all fucking left, and they never even went back. <laughs> I mean, me personally, what I would have done is the moment stuff starts flying off the shelves or something in the house, I'd get the fuck out of there and never turn back. Oh, well, just uh just a thought right there you guys are doing a good job keep it up thanks jason we love you jason i mean me myself personally 
I think that once a psychic tells you your house is clear, I trust him that in the house, if, if there's anything about psychics and mediums, it's that they're reliable it's and that trustworthy. They're reliable and trustworthy. Right. Yes. But then also, you they'd know, be nothing without that public trust to play, to play devil's advocate, uh, you know, and, and just side with Bryce here for a little bit. I think, I'm an, an extraordinarily hypervigilant person. Some would mm. say borderline paranoid. And I my my uh, threshold for shit taking is dangerously low. Um, whereas other people seem to just be able to overlook all kinds of weird bullshit. I think Bryce could stay in a haunted house much longer than I could. Uh, just by virtue of the fact that he would probably, um, you know, he'd equate, he wouldn't equate it to He'd just be like, ah, that was a funny thing. He wouldn't, he wouldn't like, he, he wouldn't read into it very much. The, the amount of like chaos that it takes for me to move. to For it to be a starter for you. For it to be a starter is really impressive to like an alarming decree degree to where like, I'm probably... Not someone you want around in an emergency. <laughs> no, David. Honestly, David. It's like a witch's house in here, David. It's like a witch's house in here. Um, okay, so thank you, Jason. Here's our next caller. Hey, this is uh, Brendan from Las Vegas, Nevada. How you doing, Brendan? Thanks for, uh, Brendan from Las Vegas. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate you, buddy. And city, baby. I was just calling because I was listening to the Spiral episode, and first of all, what a fucking sack of shit that movie was. <laughs> but I also heard you guys talking about Invincible, and Bryce, you got the wrong idea. It's nothing like any of the other TV shows. You should definitely give it a try. Fuck you guys. Have a good day. Fuck you guys. Have a good day. Right, it's it's nothing like the other shows that have the superheroes that turn out nefarious portrayed in a real life scenario nothing at all okay i'll give it a shot i yeah you you've just you've just uh it's like sauron's eye it usually just passes over you uh brendan from las vegas but now <laughs> bryce has been set upon you and god help you <laughs> God help you, because this man will nitpick you into oblivion. There's no overlap. There's no overlap between Invincible and The Boys at all. None whatsoever. Okay. I'll Ouch, give it a David. shot. Ouch, David. Oh, yay, David. Yay. Okay, next caller. Um, Let's see who we got. Hey, this is Ben from Texas. Hey, Ben from Texas. Uh, just wanted to let you guys know that uh, I saw Spiral this last weekend, and there were about probably six other people in the theater with me. Um, I was wondering why, and then I watched the movie. Uh, my favorite part was probably the credits, um, which, by the way, you guys see the after credits of Invincible? Holy shit. Uh, yeah, by the way, I'm friends of uh, Glenn and Kevin. Thanks. Oh, dear. Glenn. There's there's an army of, of people... Uh, who uh, who want us to watch Invincible on the Amazon? After, the after credits of Invincible. Apparently, yeah. They, they, this is uh, this is Invincible. There's a there's an army of people who've been calling in about Invincible, and I, 
they don't sound the same. Well, the first time they sounded very similar and we're from the same number. These two numbers are different. There's a, there's something happening. There's some sort of, some sort of crime being committed against us about Invincible. There's, yeah. This is a, this is a cartoon. This is an adult cartoon on Amazon Prime. There's some, there's some shows that I feel are better watched in clips on YouTube. Mm. Even good shows, like even fantastic shows, I find some of them are more enjoyable in like compilations on YouTube. The best point, the best example of that, Silicon Valley, if you find clips on YouTube of each of the characters, that is an enjoyable time just watching it does compilations help. of gavin belson it does help <laughs> to have the context uh, oh well gavin belson clips you don't need really need yeah. the context. or um uh russ hanneman russ, Han- russ Han- <laughs> he's wonderful again yeah no you've chosen the two characters in that show that need no context right yeah good wow yeah well, well done bryce that's you need was- with doors that go like this not like this <laughs> not like not this, like this. <laughs> this these are not the doors of a billionaire gullwing doors is what he's referring to uh what a Um, wonderful show that is yeah okay uh final call here we go hey guys it's elizabeth um so i have just a really cool piece of another piece of trivia for you guys um i was recently watching the haunting of hell house with my boyfriend and i cannot take credit for this easter Elizabeth, long-time listener, long-time caller, has been watching Haunting of Hill House with her boyfriend. He actually was the one that pointed it out to me. Um, but I want you to think all the way back to the season finale of Haunting of Hill House, the last episode, when um, they're all in the red room. Olivia, the mom, is mm. in the red room. Uh, she's actually wearing a red robe. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Why is she wearing a red robe? Because she's in the red room. And um, actually... In Nell's speech, she talks about being uh, the house being um, almost like a body, and the red room is the heart. And my boyfriend pointed out that Olivia wearing the red robe, symbolizing the red room, she is now the heart of the house. So previously, Poppy was the one that was controlling everything, and that's why Olivia ended up killing herself, was because Poppy basically made her do it. But... You know, after she died, she became the heart of the house, and that's why she was wearing the red robe. And I just thought that was really cool. I mean, Mike Flanagan is fantastic at making all kinds of little Easter eggs like that and making all these kinds of connections that every time you watch it, you really start to see some of them. And we're re-watching Blind Manor, and I've already seen stuff that I missed the first time around just like that. So definitely um, everybody out there, give both of those a rewatch you know, after you've seen it, because you'll really start to look at stuff like that. So anyway, have a great day. It's starting to get hundred degrees out here. I don't know what it's like over there, but I'm dying. So good day. Bye. Thanks Elizabeth. And if you don't know, um, we do have after shows for each episode of those, um, shows. Yeah. So for, for haunting of blind manor and haunting of Hill house, we have a whole series of podcast episodes that are after shows for each episode. Um, She's so saying now, the mom is so, the heart. So now I'm confused because or, or the blood of the house, just like Jesus is the bread. <laughs> just like Jesus is the bread. So now I'm confused because Olivia was the first one to die in the house. So that means that 
the mother is the heart of the house and driving each of her children insane and to death. Whoa. Which feels a little weird to me. That the house took makes her more over. sense when like Poppy, who is insane, is driving people to insanity and to death than Olivia, who ostensibly loves her children, hmm. would want them all to die. Yeah, Elizabeth, what do you think about that? That's a good point, though. It's my role is to pick apart everything now. Jesus is the brain. My, my, I won't sleep until this is cinema sense. <laughs> Jesus is the bread. Jesus is the bread. <laughs> I love that. Oh, you done it now, Jordy Farrell. You monkhead. Stephen King talking to you. From beyond the grave. No, I'm just joking. Stephen King's still alive. So that was the last voicemail. That was all we got. All right. Thank you, guys, you for calling. Thank you for calling us at 682-253-4468. I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks for supporting us. Head on over. Use code HMT at Shutter.com, Manscaped.com, NightChannels.com. Get varying percentages off and free trials of stuff. Um, you know, consider becoming a Patreon member. We are a free show. We do give you free content every week of the year. Um, and it, it wears on us. It, it really, really does. Um, we have big problems in our lives. You are our burden that can only be solved with money. And, uh, and, and we are, we're tired. We're begging you begging. Um, so consider supporting us at patreon.com and not for nothing either. We got lots of good content over there and we will, uh, we'll suck your goddamn dick. I will suck your dick. I will suck your fucking dick. I will do it. Just join my team. I'll suck your dick. You can fuck, fuck me or get, get fucked, fucked by, by me. me. You can watch you me can fuck, fuck something. something. Just, just put it something in the room and I'll fuck it for you. Come on, just tell me what you want me to fuck. Jesus Christ, McGruber. Just tell me what you want me to fuck. And with that, you guys have a good week. We love you. Bye. Bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat, look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day, they'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way, vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco, put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso, look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo, got me too with Cosby eating jello, pudding pop done gave Bryce flatulence, train addict addict Dave does it give a shit one through ten is it horrible or excellent oil me up daddy is dinner rum kiss bryce hansen look at them hot kids chris henson masturbate with a crucifix exorcist face huggers chest bursters alien linda blair peed on sigourney weaver i know it's true because it came from social media Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis. Nicolostomy. 
turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex expert. After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Putting pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict, Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines take all bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. Ain't your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 day shutter and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty eyes, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. Oh, Jesus. I didn't. I can't poop it this early in the morning. <sighs> Do you see what I deal with? I deal with pooping. We should have like a tally on every episode <coughs> of how many poops and peas David does. Um throughout the recording sessions. We'll just we can just add it to the the episode post. I mean personally I take care of business first thing in the morning. Like if there could have been a toilet right on the side of my bed that I could roll into and just rocket a shit out. Well, let's be honest, it's not gonna rocket out. I take my time. I'm a middle aged man. I appreciate my solitude when I'm on the toilet. But regardless, I do that. I do that shit first thing. No cap, as the kids would say. It's the most important 40 minutes of my day. <laughs> In contrast, David can shoot out a shit in like five seconds flat. He's back so quickly that it's suspect um, how well he wipes. I'm just going to say it. <clears throat> the amount of time it takes for him to shit and come back into the room, like, is probably about the same amount of time I take to just to wipe. Hi. I heard you talking. That's all staying in. <laughs> I heard you talking in here. 